Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, superhero of a wife, Michelle. <laughs> hello, everybody, and thank you, sweetie. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, May 5th, 2019. Happy, Happy Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo! Mayo. <laughs> it also is for you Star Wars-loving friends out there, just like us, it is Revenge of the Fifth. Right. Because we can't get take Star Wars Day far enough. Oh, I thought it was because of all the drinking we did on well, Star Wars Day. A little of that. Our body is revenge, you know, having a revolt or revenging our actions. Well, that's also why we go into, of course, Cinco de Mayo is because <laughs> the hair of the dog, you know, you need a little bit to, to cut that, uh, that celebration from, uh, of course... May the fourth be with you. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. In other words, maybe I'm just I just like an adult beverage way too much. Uh, you think? Maybe. Maybe a little bit too much. Same page. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. In the future, you can find us just about everywhere you get podcasts. We have our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can also find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. Right. And we also like to be contacted to know what things are working well, what things you'd like us to talk about. Uh, and we also love reviews. And when you tell people about our podcast. Yes, please, please tell a friend about us. It helps us so many ways. And we always appreciate reviews. We got a wonderful review this week from uh, Disney Bound and Down. You can find it on Instagram, Disney Bound and Down. Just a, just a really sweet review. We really appreciate that. Any reviews are wonderful for all podcasts. If there's a podcast out there you love, whether it's ours, whether it's another podcast, please give them a review. It helps so much for other people to find that show, people just like you. Uh, you can also contact us personally on Twitter, on, on social media. And on Twitter, we're at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And you can always email us anytime you want to uh, ask us anything, uh, talk about the show with us. Just say hi, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we, as I mentioned, we love hearing from you. You know, what what kind of things are we doing that you really like or would want us to kind of make a little tweak here or there or revamp, you right. know? Uh, <laughs> the whole show. Just revamp right. the whole show, please. Please. Would you do that for us? Uh, we'd love hearing from you. So Absolutely. Yes, please let us know however we can uh, make things better for you as a listener. Right. Because we love all our Hyperion yes. adventurers. And we do hope you follow us on Twitter. We have a lot of fun on Twitter, especially. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, honey, we are on other social media mediums medias medias mediates mediates something but uh we do try to really be on regularly on twitter and we definitely love all the responses back mm -hmm. and the interactions with that and we have a lot of fun with you out there and there's some other uh, bloggers and podcasters that right. kind of go at it from a similar way to us but completely different at the same time we all have a great time out there responding with one another and we'd like you to be a part of that as well so now on with the show. On with the show. We have a lot of stuff for you today, including our journey to the Disneyland Resort for a very heroic nighttime event. And to celebrate International Star Wars Day, new details emerge for Star Wars on the screen, 
and at the parks. Ooh, mm, exciting. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars Day, we we lost a literal giant in the Star Wars universe earlier this week. Such yeah, a sad day. Yeah. Sad. Uh, the man who originated Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, passed away this week at the age of 74. Of course, he portrayed Chewbacca from the original trilogy, excuse me, from the original trilogy all the way through to The Force Awakens before mm-hmm. uh, his uh disabilities with his legs and his knees just kind of he couldn't do it anymore uh he was really the heart and soul of the star wars franchise to me chewbacca was i mean he kind of grounded right. everybody around exactly him. and uh peter mayhew you know he wasn't a face character as much you know he was always wearing the mask and right. the big soup so you really didn't see him as much but he was a great star wars ambassador at all uh the various uh celebrations the various fan events it was uh, you know he was just so great for star wars himself absolutely and even you know those who are taking on after him really have embraced you know everything like details of his movements etc and so his legacy will live on for sure but as you said we will miss the actual original chewbacca yes yes so let's get to a quick tribute for the one and only peter mayhew chewy chewy is that you Can't see, pal. What's going on? Door opened, and George walked in with Gary behind him. So naturally, what did I do? I'm raised in England. As soon as someone comes in through the door, I stand up. George goes, hmm. Virtually turned to Gary and said, I think we found it. Screaming about it can't help you. No, it's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. It's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I suggest a new strategy, Art. Let the Wookiee win. Shoot, come on! I need help with this dying Harry Stop her! You hurt Joey, you're gonna deal with me! Hurt him? He almost killed me six times! What just going on? Now, I'm gonna put these on you. Okay. Uh, you you put those on. I loved Chewbacca the character because it was sort of epitomized a person's love for his dog. Come on, Chewie, let's check it out. And yet it's taking that one step further to not only wishing that you could communicate with your dog, but being successful and being able to understand them. Hey, you keep that up, buddy. And you know, knowing exactly what he's saying. You said it, Chewie. You can understand that thing? And that thing can understand you too, so watch it. Come on, Adam. Keep your distance, though, Chewie. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. I don't know. Fly casual. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. It's partially the way the character itself is. Basically a teddy bear. This character represents the guy next door, the person that looked after you in a group. Where? Found him in a junk pile. Oh, what a mess. Chewie, you think you can repair him? You think that after what you did to Hannah... I have a choice. What are you doing? Trust 
trust him, trust him. Oh, but we understand, don't we, Chief? We had no choice. Just try it out. What was so remarkable about him was his spirit and his, his kindness and his gentleness was so close to what a Wookiee is. Sure, they're fierce animals, but they're like your family dog. There's no one more loving and uh, and the unconditional love. Chewie, take care of yourself, okay? Chewie transformed me. I transformed. The attitude was different. Chewie turned on. Do the scenes. Come back. Take the mask off. Peter was back. Goodbye. Chewbacca. Miss you. I will. Oh, I know. I know. So Definitely sad. so sad. Oh, we miss our Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew, uh, rest in peace. Uh, your part of the Star Wars universe just can't be duplicated for sure. Right. Um, and we really did appreciate everything that you did to bring to these films to make them spectacular absolutely no question no question and you know uh, chewbacca definitely a hero yeah uh, that leads us into our subject of the week to try and bring things up on a better note on a happier note yes let's get to our subject for the week and it's going to be another list of our five favorite things series and this week we thought about it for a long time what we were going to do we're going to get to our five favorite heroic songs Excellent. Yes. Now, how I thought we'd approach this is that, uh, you know, there are a lot of great heroes throughout Disney, whether it be Disney, Disney Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever. But there's always like this song that associates with them. Like if you hear this song that maybe it's from one of their movies or the television shows or whatever, uh, that it really attaches, you think of this character, you think of this hero. And so that's how we're going to kind of tie this together. What song that you hear, you think of such and such character. You know, <laughs> that's such a great hero. And this song always reminds me of it. Cool. Uh-oh. <laughs> That doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, you know, even though I think I'm the one that came up with the idea during our Disney After Dark event when we were there, I think I did it backwards because what I ended up doing was thinking of heroes <laughs> <laughs> and thought, okay, what song kind of reminds me of those heroes? I so. understand that. I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, some kind of, I, I, well, obviously I didn't explain myself well enough, but... <laughs> It is kind of a weird subject to be talking about and how we were discussing it, but um, I kind of approached it very similarly into I found a hero and, you know, tried to attach a song to them. But many times there are these songs that make me think of this hero and I kind of put them together. So I can see it going through at it uh, in both different directions, possibly. Okay. So, well, we'll make it work. Well, Michelle's <laughs> lists are always fun and quirky, so this should be extra fun and quirky. And, well, first yeah, of all, I, I did try to think of heroes that probably wouldn't duplicate who you have on your list. Mm -hmm. um, although there might be one or two that are similar. But um, yeah, I I guess I like your process better, but um, mine was different. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> tends to be a lot of times. It tends to Sorry. be. Again, my list, straightforward, always, almost always straightforward is what you'd expect. Michelle's a little different. There's a twist. Here's a turn. Here's something that goes a little bit different way. There's usually some five A's and five B's or something along those lines. And that's so funny. This time I made sure not to do that. <laughs> I didn't want to have any cheating going on. And um, 
but it, it's quirky because I just misinterpreted it. Well, I love it. And I can't wait to hear your <laughs> list because this will be extra fun for myself and, of course, for the listeners. So it's, uh, it's exciting stuff. All right. So, but look, I'm also excited to talk about our event. We will get to that after this list. Let's oh, no. List I thought we were doing the event first. See, we're, I was, boy, when I broke down this episode, I just completely explained it incorrectly, apparently, <laughs> because, boy, we're all over the map today. I thought the event was the lead in story. Uh, this time. The event so. is the secondary story oh. because it is always all about us, but I wanted it to be all about us secondarily yeah, to this one. Of course, it still is all about us because it's our list. Yes. Anyway. Okay. I digress. Um, <laughs> I think people can already realize that yesterday maybe we partook too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think we're just now, okay, people, just to let you into the circle here, we are recording from a place that we don't normally record from, you know, and there's a long story behind that. If you ever want to talk to me, I'm not going to get into it on the show. If you want to talk to me about it, I'd be happy to do it. But we're in a different location. <laughs> I think that just kind of started us off on the wrong foot to begin with. So Right. Yeah. I don't have the chair that's falling down while I'm talking. <laughs> I have a stable chair. What, actually, what the heck's with that? I'm usually standing when I record the episode. <laughs> I'm sitting for the first time ever when we're recording, so that's a little weird for me. So I think this, we're kind of off on the wrong foot to begin with but again uh we'll get through this it'll be fun okay so now about the after dark (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i was all set to talk about that (laughs) we're gonna get to that i promise you because you're gonna want to hear about the disneyland after dark event that we went to because it was a lot of fun but let's get to our list let's get to our five favorite heroic songs let's start off with michelle's list because as i said before michelle's list a little bit different a little bit quirky apparently i didn't explain it to her very well so it might be even more different and more quirky than normal but you know what her list is always the best list it never fails to be the best list out of the two of ours so let's get quickly to michelle's number five heroic song okay so i have to preface a few things here first of all um first of all maybe my list is the best but it might not be the best of this topic we'll see we'll see see. um but the other thing so i ranked my list of heroes based on in my opinion so i know everybody has their own opinion and i totally respect that but in my opinion i rank them in order of significance so going from the the lower or lesser hero heroic type of person to the more heroic mm, okay or in terms of what did they save mm. so all right well that'll right. be fun okay i'm so. looking forward to this very much <laughs> so my number five is moana ah very good because she saved her people and her village I have crossed the horizon to find you. I know your name. They have stolen the heart from inside you. But this does not define you. This is not who you are. You know who you are. 
I love it. Very interesting because Moana happens to be my number five as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get your explanation first. Then I'll go into mine because I actually have a different song than you do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I think she was very brave. Uh, she was somebody who's an adventurer. So all those kind of qualities, I think, make up a hero. Um, and again, in terms of her significance from what we saw in the movie, and who knows, there might be a Moana too or whatever. Um, but she really did a lot to save her people or her village how or tribe, however you want to, to um, talk about Technically, her. Technically, she saved the world, really. If you if you look at, it, I mean, all they know is really Polynesia, where they and really all they really know is their own island. Although right. you know the, there are other islands, and they did used to venture there, but this was supposed to this was leaking out to all the different islands, and you, you just have to assume that this would have leaked out to the entire world. That's true. When so, she saved it, maybe she it was more contained, right, and scope. But uh, eventually, if it's not solved, it right. could have been the world. True, true. That is true. So anyways, um, I, she's a great character. It's uh, another Disney princess that has a lot of depth to her qualities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that song was, the, of course, the song where she actually did. She, she fought through, she figured it out and actually solved, I'm sorry, spoiler alert from the movie, <laughs> uh, actually solved the problem and made everything better. Now, my song from Moana, who is also my number five, okay. goes back a little bit be before that, just barely actually. And that song is I Am Moana, Song of the Ancestors. I am a girl who loves my island and the girl who loves the sea. It calls me I am the daughter of the village chief We are descended from voyagers Who found their way across the world And they call me I've delivered us to where we are I have journeyed farther I am everything I've learned and more Still it calls So a good song. Yeah, well, see, the thing about this song is, that, you know, throughout the film, Moana was a hero. She wanted to do things. She wanted to make things better for her tribe, for her people, as we just discussed, right. for the entire planet. <laughs> um, however, she, you know, would try and do things and struggle a little bit, try and do things, struggle a little bit. She kind of lacked some confidence in some areas. Could I do this? Even though it didn't stop her from trying. Right. Um, this was the moment when her grandmother reappears to her. Mm-hmm. And shows her, you know, reminds her, remember who you are. And she goes through the list. You just heard it. Duh, 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 duh. I am Moana. And she realizes, no, I've done all this. 
this is where I am. Right. I can finish this quest. And she does. And that's why I associate that song. You can also, you know, How Far I'll Go, of course, right. is a fantastic song and deservedly to be on here as well. But this is the song and this is the moment, I think, where the hero really comes out of her to me. Right. Yeah. Her self-realization of it, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, yeah, I agree with you that there are several songs from this movie mm -hmm. that could have fit uh, both in the concept of what's a great song mm -hmm. that reminds you of a hero, you know, or one that you would attach to Moana specifically. And, um, you know, I, I definitely struggled. I, I definitely see why you picked that one. The other one, um, was like you said, after she had come mm -hmm. to that realization and more her action in right. place. Yeah, so. I appreciate it. And that's a great yeah. song. And again, it's a great soundtrack. Lynn Manuel Miranda, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's a great soundtrack. And others. <laughs> and, and others, of course, but you know, Lynn. I know. My boy, Lynn. <laughs> Got to come on the show, Lynn. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I just, I really appreciate the whole soundtrack and your song, my song, I think they're both appropriate and How Far I'll Go, which I thought about doing to begin with as well, because right. that is another great song and one you uh, immediately associate with Moana. Right, right. Right. So that's great. Our number five picks, they matched up for wow, once. That's kind of odd, that but is. that is good. But of course, Michelle was always better. She's always better. <laughs> no. So let's get to our number four Disney heroic songs. Michelle. Who is your number four? My number four is Mulan. Oh. Hey guys, I've got an idea. Interesting. Yeah. Well, again, going by the concept of putting this list together, Mulan was somebody who saved her, her ruler and her country. You know, and again, when you're talking similar to Moana in the scope, that was her world, you know, but, um, you know, she definitely had the obstacle of first and foremost being a woman and you know trying to cover that up and when she was recognized how even less importance she mm -hmm. they felt she had in even though they had seen what she was able to accomplish as as a um soldier yeah uh, interesting that you picked the reprise version of that song of course most people know that song right. from the original one which maybe is the better full version but the one you picked was when she really becomes not that she wasn't heroic throughout the right, whole thing right. she was but, very heroic but when she again when she hits that moment where she's right. really a hero that's saving china right the actions in place right. of that yes so, um and the the regular song is actually on my run list i do love that song yeah, but well, who um, <laughs> Sorry, that song is great i love that song but again kind of going similarly with the trend that i was doing with moana is when was that heroic action taking place right and so. that's that's the perfect choice i love it i love Thanks. that choice yours Not my number four <laughs> okay however. what is your four? my number four is go the distance from hercules i am on my way i can go the distance i don't care how far somehow i'll be strong i know every mile will 
get choked up i i know <laughs> i try to only play it on very special occasions so it, it maintains that um specialness to right. me absolutely uh, it's, it's a very special song to you if you haven't, haven't heard why uh we can go back a couple episodes michelle talked <laughs> all about why that song is so special i think it was actually on our episode the five favorite songs that made us cry yeah i and, think and so I think too I brought that up in that one i thought actually thought it was gonna be on your list and i was surprised when it wasn't but anyway uh Let's get to why I picked this song. Mm-hmm. Well, Hercules is, he's a consummate hero. Right. I mean, that is who Hercules yeah. is. He's a hero. Uh, there's so much good music, again, in this film as well. Uh, you know, could have picked Zero to Hero. Or I could have right. picked several different songs to go with this. But this just kind of, to me, tells the tale of Hercules more than anything else. I mean, and, and it's also his character arc throughout the film is that he starts off, you know, he finds out when he was young, he doesn't find a place in the world. He finds out when he's young that his father is actually a god. Right. And that's all he wants is the goal is to be there, to be a God. And he, you know, he goes through and he, he discovers himself. So he finds out more about himself. He, he goes the distance to be find out who he is originally going from what I thought, what, or what he thought the end was going to be, which is him getting onto Mount Olympus and being a God, but ends up eventually turning out to being no where I belong is right here right. with Meg, with his friends, with his family, with the people of the town that he's in, the city he's in. He discovers that and that fulfills his character arc as a hero, saving, sure. saving again, saving Greece. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, theoretically, I mean, this is Hades. I right. mean, he saved the world. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, it. It was interesting how he developed throughout that film where he originally thought being a hero and and even with what Phil was teaching him, the thing about being a hero is saving people, you know, and the bigger, the badder, the enemy, the better of a hero you are. And when he went to his father and said, you know, look, I've done all these great things. And his father's like, you're not kind of in in essence, you're not worthy yet. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until he did his selfless act of put putting somebody else's life ahead of his. Um, the act did, of a true hero. Right. Yeah. Did he actually then become worthy right. at that point? Yes, exactly right. Um, so uh, definitely the consummate hero, Hercules. Right. So great. And a great film and a very underrated film. I know it mm-hmm. gets some love out there, but I, I put Hercules right up there with many of the films. And the soundtrack is just magnificent. Yeah, it so is. good. That it music is. is so good. So that's my number four pick. Let's get to Michelle's number three heroic song. <laughs> okay. Now here, uh, here's a real, I think, deviation probably. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here comes the quirkiness. And when I first started hearing about this, um, this TV series that came out. I I was anxious, but I I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. But I ended up loving it. And so my number three hero is Kaz from Star Wars Resistance.
Wow, who would have seen that coming? I know. Really? I know. If anybody you had any money on Star Wars Resistance or Kaz, wow, I'm impressed. It's really good. Well, and I have reason. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I love Kaz too, and I love Star Wars Resistance. So. Right? Yeah. That's that's. I can't wait for the the next uh, series that are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, what we saw in Kaz again, he was one of these, you know, kind of at first little quirky, bumbling kind of person, really not, um, I don't know, not as as suave as what you might think of a hero or, you know, or as, as bold as you might see some of the Star Wars characters. Um, but he really showed his heart and his passion in, in that. And again, going by my ranking, and if you, you know, I went with Moana saving her people, Mulan saving her country. Well, Kaz really helped his efforts to rebuild the resistance. Right. And even when they were at their lowest and, you know, spoiler alert, go just like 30 seconds ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Skip now. Skip now. Um, You know that the, uh, when, when he contacted um, to the, the resistance to try to get some help. And they're like, we are spread way too thin. You're kind of on your own. He didn't see that as an obstacle and he really made a bold move. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he's a great hero. I, I wouldn't have had him so high on my list yet, but um, I love Kaz. I love Star Wars resistance. I think it's a really great, if you're a Star Wars fan and you know, if you like some of the animated stuff, it's a really interesting show. If you watch the first few episodes, it can seem a little, off. It's a little bit of, may seem a little childish, a little bit. It's kind of trying to put the pieces in place so you understand who all these characters are. But as you get through the second half of the season, steps on the pedal and really goes well. And I, I really love Star Wars Resistance and I love Cass. So all I, right. I like him as a hero. That's good. Well, and he's you. growing more in his hero. I don't think we are even, we're just at the beginning of his journey. Right. We're right. not near what he will become. Absolutely. Um, but it's interesting. And by the way, Star Wars Resistance, if you want to know, it's running sort of parallel to the very beginning of uh, uh, the Force Awakens. Sure. So right. there are some things that are going on there that tie the two uh, parts of it together. So if you if you like The Force Awakens, um, you may want to check that out, even if you're not as much into the Star Wars animation. Right. But, uh, yes. That's good. Um, I like that. Interesting. My number three also involves the Star Wars universe, but I'm going more traditional to my Rock. princess, <laughs> my general, Leia Organa. Yes, that's right. Every time I hear that song, I mean, it's just, it's such a sweet and tender John Williams composed yes. song that is so perfect for, for Leia, um, who is really one of the few, well, I mean, I'm not going to say few, but she is to me the truest hero in the whole Star Wars universe. Absolutely. And well, yes, great, great song. I mean, 
John Williams just touches your heart when you hear his songs. I mean, they're, they are so beautifully, I don't know, choreographed or, or, or aligned with who the characters are. You could tell he really was very knowledgeable about what the characters um, are and are about. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, but I agree with you. She's a great hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, her passion, her drive, her spirit are just phenomenal. I mean, she dedicated her life completely. I mean, she could have taken it easy. She was a princess on all right. She could have just lived in royalty <laughs> and had no problem with it. Well, until, you know, poor went out for Alderaan. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you know, she was a princess. She was a senator serving in, you know, in the Galactic right. Senate. She ended up being a general, you know, still fighting for it long after she needed to be. She had already, uh, you know, what essentially won at one point. They succeeded. Correct. She kept, continued on with the fight. She has put her whole life to trying to save the galaxy and many times was the one of the most important parts to making sure it happened. And uh, to me, she is a supreme hero. She deserves to be very high on my personal list and she is absolutely and i couldn't agree more with that pick so thank you thank you very much appreciate that so that's my number three pick let's get to our number two picks of disney heroic songs michelle your number two pick well my number two pick on hero was wally oh i love wally (laughs) out there outside of Yonkers, way out there beyond this hick town, Barnaby, there's a slick town, Barnaby, out there, full of shine and full of sparkle, close your eyes and see it, listen, Barnaby, listen, Barnaby. On your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. Get out the brilliant teen and dime cigars. We're gonna find adventure in the. I love Wally so much. That's such a great pick. Actually, I should have put him on my list. That's so good. Yeah, he's great. And uh, I mean, again, how they were able to take a droid and put so much heart and come through, you know, without dialogue or anything else like that was amazing. But yeah, he is so sweet. Um, But again, when you're looking at ranking, he saved planet Earth. Yes. Yes, he did. And he saved all those people. And yes, he brought Earth back to... That's right. You know, it would, by helping save the plant. That's the right. Plant. Helped save the whole thing by making sure that the plant is found, that they get back to Earth, that they plant it. And you see in the end credits, spoiler alert, yeah. the end credits uh, <laughs> that they're actually bringing the Earth back to life. And uh, yeah. He, right. And, you know, and he gets rewarded for it by finally getting his, to hold his hand hands with Eve. Eve. Right. So nice and so sweet and I love Wally to death. Yeah, I mean during the movie when he was about to be crushed and destroyed and Eve was wanting to change her prime directive to saving him, Mm -hmm. he was insistent that she saw that this, Mm -hmm. she had to see this through, that it was a bigger thing than he is. Right. I completely agree. Uh, Really great. 
love it so much and I should have been on my list. And so that's why Michelle's <laughs> list always better than my no. list because she'll no. still say somebody. I'm like, oh yeah, that should have definitely been on my list. Uh, but unfortunately Wally isn't, but deserves definite recognition. So very good job. Well, I'm anxious to hear your number Again, two. My number two, much more traditional and pretty much going with what we've seen happen in the last couple of weeks. And my number two is the Captain America suite, of course, for Captain America. Cap, as we've talked before, we're all team Cap here right. in this household. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I can't not, ha- can't not have him on this list. Uh, he has to be there. He, he's, he was the first Avenger. We just relate to him. And I think that's the thing with it is that sure. and we, if you want to go back to when, when, it, once you've seen the film, if you've already seen Avengers Endgame, and by the way, uh, they passed the $2 billion mark this this Woo-hoo! week. In two weeks, they've passed $2 billion. Uh, they're going to annihilate the, the uh, Avatar, which right. was the uh, that has stood for so long as the box office champ. Uh, Avengers Endgame is going to annihilate that. And so happy that that film, because it's so great, is going to do that. Uh, if you have watched the film, uh, you can go back to our spoiler version of our review from last week. And we talk about all our love for Captain America. And uh, he's just, he just personifies hero to me, even when he was a 98 pound weekly, <laughs> yeah. he was willing to do things for what was right, what he felt was right. And that conveyed all the way through Avengers Endgame, all the way from the beginning as he was the first Avenger through Endgame. Sure. And that song is amazing mm-hmm. too, you know, and, and, and yeah, just doing a list of the songs that, that is a fantastic song. And, Love it. Yeah. Tying into this, I would have actually, I was thinking originally I was going to put the Avengers theme, as you know, from last week, how much I love the Avengers theme uh, in there as this spot. But I felt that that tied to many characters, not mm-hmm. a single one. I wanted to tie this to a single one. But uh, Avengers, the Avengers theme uh, definitely is worthy in me of, as a heroic song to me. And right. is definitely on a, you know, should be mentioned. I just wanted to tie it to one person instead. So, right. That's my number two pick. Now we're at the top of the list. Our number one heroic songs. Michelle, she's already thrown us for a couple loops. <laughs> she's made me wish I'd changed my list before I got into no. this because that's how good her list is. So let's get to her number one pick because it's probably going to be fabulous. Michelle's number one wow. heroic song. Okay. Well, you're so kind. And by the way, I love Captain America too. As I know you, said, you do. We relate to him. I, I know you do. pretty much figured he was going to be on your list and you had some great ones on your list too well obviously because you matched one of mine but um anyways going back my number one is Jen Erso from Rogue One Again, another one that should have been on my list. I love Jen Urso. I love Rogue One. That's a great choice. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah, and again, building up, uh, she 
she sacrificed herself to get the plans to destroy the Death Star, thereby saving the universe or the galaxy. Yeah. It really did. None of the Star Wars universe is the same if Jyn Erso and Cassian Andor and all the rest of the right. gang don't get into scare. If we were, I can say all this because we just watched it last night. For, uh, May the Fourth be with you. Right. Uh, you know, went in there and sacrificed themselves to make sure that these plans got out. Spoiler alert: they make sure these plans got out. Uh, just so good, and I love Jenner. So I just love yes. that. I love that entire movie. It's one of my favorite right, Star right. Wars films. And a lot of good songs from there. A mm-hmm. lot of great soundtrack. Michael Giacchino stepping in for John Williams in that one right. and uh, doing a great job, actually. Of, of you know, obviously no can replace John Williams, no. uh, but doing a good job of kind of being alongside that right. music to that level. And Michael Giacchino did a wonderful job. Absolutely. Because it, you know, it parallels nicely, but it, you know, it, ha- it has to have a different feel. Right. So. Very good. I uh, love that pick. Again, oh. probably someone who should have been on my list. Um, especially when you're going to hear my number one, because you're going to laugh because I may be the quirky one for uh, my number one. Yeah, because I would have thought... It- Captain America was going to be your number yeah. one. If I had put my ideas of your list together ahead of time, I definitely would have had him as number one. So I am really anxious because I think this is going to be awesome. So <laughs> this is going to be funny. Okay. You're going to laugh at this one. My number one. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It, oh my God. <laughs> my number one is the phantasmic theme for Mickey Mouse. Yay! Sorry, every time I hear that song, all I could do is think of him, you know, standing up on stage, firing (laughs) off, you know, whatever you think of Fantasmic. And by the way, uh, Frank Dillo, I know you don't like Fantasmic so much at Walt Disney World Resort. Check out the Disneyland one at some time. It's better. It's better. Trust me. It's newer. Give it a chance. It's newer. It's got cool stuff. Check it out. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Mickey Mouse. I, I mean, it's Mickey. Yeah. I mean, this okay. would all wouldn't exist without Mickey. It all started with a mouse. <laughs> That's right. He is Definitely the ultimate hero. hero. That's he is right. the hero that made Disney what it is. And of course, Walt Disney. But Walt Disney, most people will tell you, and that includes uh, Walt's brother, mm-hmm. who would say that Mickey was Walt. Walt was Mickey. Yes. That's who they were. So to me, when I'm saying that Mickey Mouse is the hero that deserves to be here, I'm really saying Walt <laughs> is what, who deserves to be here. And right. that's why he's my number one hero. And that's my number one hero song. That's awesome. I love it. And yeah, again, great song. You know, it has a lot of power and spunk to it. <laughs> Do we use the word spunk anymore? Sure. <laughs> Spunkiness. Spunkiness. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's a great song and a great choice for for a hero. Yeah, I just I'll like be walking through the parks, you know, and even if I'm not watching Fantasmic, 
you just sometimes they'll just be playing that song out in the courtyard or right. whatever, and I can't help but stop and go duh 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 because <laughs> it just and it makes me think of Mickey. You know, yeah, every absolutely. Time, every single time. Yeah, so, it makes you happy. It makes you happy. Yeah. So those are our five favorite heroic songs. We'd love to hear what yours are. Feel free to contact us through social media. You can also email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what yours were, and we'll maybe mention them in next week's show. Right. And, and let us, you could do it either way. <laughs> you could do it the right way, which is the way Tom did it. I don't know if it was. was Somehow the, I think picking you, the song and then knowing which hero you associate with it, or you could do it the other way. Sometimes when I was listening to your list, though, I think I did it completely wrong. I think <laughs> no. you, did it, you approached it exactly the right way. No, no, exactly no. the right You're way. So kind. <laughs> your songs were <laughs> spot on. <laughs> so we did get some input from uh, some of our listeners out there already because we put this out on social media to kind of uh, find out what people thought and what their songs. Or, uh, would be for their heroic songs. Mm-hmm. So we got a few here. Uh, Michelle, why don't you go for the first one here? Okay. Well, I guess I need to get learn to get back to this mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mia Hansen at Mia Hansen 508 said, the Captain America theme is super nostalgic for Cap. During Endgame, she loved every time his melody came up. Can't agree more. Nice, nice. I love that, of course, because on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely agree. Uh, let's get to Jewel Runner 2049, who said Ray's theme is excellent. Oh, love yes. Ray. Ray is a hero. Uh, I think Ray's choice is a good one. Another um, good uh, John Williams song, for right, sure. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And Frank Dillo. Frank Dillo, by the way. Uh, the Dillos were nice enough to have us on their show this yes. last week, which was a great show, uh, kind of going through the history of hashtag always MGM. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz, go check them out. They have great episodes. And last week, we were even a part of it. So yeah. Fun. Oh, and I love listening to their things. It brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. And it's like, wait, they would say something that they loved about it. It's like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Right. So. They were spot on. Great so. stuff. Great stuff. But yeah, Frank uh, M. Dillo, at Frank M. Dillo, from Dillo's Diz, said, great topic. Well, thank you, Frank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Rocketeer Superman. Oh, yeah. John Williams. Right, right. right. Uh-huh. So most even, though, even though not Disney, uh, still John Williams. Right. I love that theme, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, more recently, the track 32 of Avengers Endgame is pretty epic and has the appropriate title. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to give it away here because uh, it may contain spoilers. Right. Even though the Russos has said on Monday, which is probably when most of you are listening to this, or at least when you're starting to listen to this on Mondays, uh, that spoilers are free and clear on the internet at that right. point. If you haven't watched it in the first two weeks, the Russos are saying, sorry, you know, go check it out. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm still not going to spoil it right here. But right. Uh, that is a great song. And yeah, uh, check that out and check out the whole soundtrack because it's uh, great as well. Thank you, Frank Dillo. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, and Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Love Superman. And The Rocketeer. Under the Radar movie. Great movie. Yes. I love The Rocketeer so much. Uh, moving on. Tony from the Disney Discussions podcast. You can find at Disney underscore discuss said, here are my picks. He gave us our whole, a whole five here. Wow. Nice. Uh, he said, the last two may not fit the mold of heroic songs, but they make me think of a, a hero and their journey. So we went from one to five. Started with one and went to five. So one is Ray's theme. We just talked about yes. Ray's theme for Ray. Two is the Avengers theme. The original. We talked original six. We talked about the Avengers. Um, the Avengers are six. Avengers, I should say. Right. 
Three, how far will we, I'll go from Moana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Street Rat for Aladdin. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that so much, too. And I love this one. Number five is The Rainbow Connection by Kermit. Oh, yeah, that is great. I, I love that pick. That's that is a great, a great pick. Great song. Uh, very, very good. Uh, and we got another one here from Rob LaBerry from the JTA po- Jedi Temple Archives podcast. Right. Uh, he put his wife, Kim, likes... You're welcome <laughs> from uh, Moana. Yeah, obviously. of course, Maui. Yeah, that's right. And Rob himself said the force theme to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, the force theme, Obi-Wan. I cannot Obi-Wan. disagree with that. I'm pick. a big fan of Obi-Wan. Yeah. So I don't blame him. The force theme is so good. And uh, yeah, love that so much. Maui's an interesting choice because he was kind of a, wasn't really a hero to begin with. But then he came around at the end and it ends up being a hero. True. Although he started out as a hero. Right. When he talks about all the things he had already accomplished. Right. A little bit misunderstood. Right. And then he... Hero, fallen hero. Right. (laughs) It's another great great journey in that movie and more great music from Moana, as we talked about before. Right. So finally, let's wrap it up. Disney DNA podcast. Trent and Jenny from... Who are at Disney DNA pod. They had also listed five and they went... But they went five to one. Uh, Hercules Go the Distance, oh. number five. That's from our list, yep. yes. Uh, number four, Ariel from uh, Part of Our World. Ooh, part good. of Your World, excuse me. Right. I was thinking of Part of Our World podcast, who are awesome. also our friends. Right. Think. Awesome song. Uh, three, Simba, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good, good song. Uh, number two, Aladdin, A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can't wait to song. see that movie. Mm, very soon. It's coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, and number one, Peter Pan, You Can Fly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So great list. Thanks you for everybody who chimed yeah, in. Yeah. Appreciate uh, it. If we didn't get to your, if you've tweeted us or sent us a note before, uh, before uh, after we already recorded this, we'll try and get it on next week and uh, mention what your picks were. But yeah. uh, great list. Great right. list. Great list. And thank you for sharing and participating with us. Yes, Have we fun. really appreciate all you out there that really uh, give your input onto the show. And uh, you guys are all fantastic. Love all of our Hyperion adventurers. So, yes, so we great. do. Yes, we do. We do so much. Now we can finally get to what you thought we were going to get to first. Finally. You've been waiting, I know. <laughs> And yet, I don't know if I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so our next topic is going to be, we were lucky enough on Tuesday to go out to Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort in Disney California Adventure mm-hmm. Park as they hosted their uh, Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble Night. They had two nights, April 30th and the 1st. We were there right. on the 30th. That's right. We were on that that evening and it was, you know... Uh, a lot of firsts. It was definitely a first, I think, and being in California Adventure of a special after dark. Mm-hmm. Other than like some They've of had the, the Moonlight Magic, right. the DC Moonlight Magic stuff there, but they haven't done the Disneyland After Dark sure. uh, since, since, since they've uh, started doing those again. Right, exactly. And then they had, you know, all the superhero or a lot of the superheroes there from Avengers. So that was fun. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. I think we talked of... A, Last time we did an After Dark series, we talked about the excitement in the mm-hmm. air and everything and the f- that everybody seemed very happy and fun and getting into it. And I, I can't say that 
I can't say enough about that sense of feeling that evening as well. It was, it was magnificent. It was perfect timing right after Avengers Endgame came Mm -hmm. out because everybody was in that Marvel mode already. And yeah, even though they didn't put Marvel in the title, I don't think they can for whatever reason, some conflicts with uh, Universal or Six Flags. I don't know what it is, but I don't think they can put Marvel, but it was a a Marvel. That's why Heroes Assemble, kind of like Avengers Assemble. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a Marvel themed night. They had all sorts of characters out there. Uh, Many of the Avengers were out there. Uh, uh, Captain America, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Thor was out there, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Captain uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel was out there. Uh, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They had right. uh, Star-Lord, uh, Gamora, and Groot w- were out there. Right. Uh, and then, you know, like Loki made an appearance. Yeah. And uh, it was just such a great time. And everybody was buzzing about it. It was a lot of fun. They had some of these songs. We were talking about the Captain America theme right. and the Avengers theme. Um, those were piping throughout the park. And it was just really, really an enjoyable time. It was. Uh, and they also introduced Iron Man there. Right. That's right. Of course. I, how would I forget that Iron Man yeah. was there? It was the first time. Stage show. It was the first time right. in the U.S. that Iron Man had made a meet and greet appearance. Right. Right. So, and they had a lot of other fun things. I mean, they had some fun giveaways. So they had some trading cards, mm-hmm. which were cool. Um, but what was really fun was the scavenger hunt. Yes. And when I first heard they were going to have a scavenger hunt, I don't know what your initial impressions were, but I thought it was going to be very kid-like. Um, and not that this wasn't kid-friendly. It, it definitely was, but it it wasn't as easy no. <laughs> as we, I we, thought. We spent much of the night working on that scavenger hunt. <laughs> I know. Most I know. of our time, we, we went on... <sighs> Two attractions the whole time. Right. We went and did we did uh, Toy Story Mania, and because Philhar Magic it just opened up at Disney California Adventure sure. Park on the West Coast, it hasn't been there before. It's finally just opened up just within the last week or so. Uh, we went and checked that out too. But right. uh, other than that, we didn't have time to. Even though we could have gotten many attractions, we were having more fun doing the scavenger hunt. Right. I mean, some of it was it was easier because you kind of knew which vicinity to look and then you might see a lot of people in an area then you, you kind of knew where to go there. But some of them we saved till later because we were trying to get photo ops. And so the crowds had kind of dissipated and it was like, okay, well, wait a minute, where is this? And there was some, you know, a, a tricky one that was particularly difficult mm-hmm. because we were thinking something was in Cars Land and it was and in, it was in a in different, different area, right? So what the scavenger hunt was, was essentially they gave you a card, and it was like you're putting on a mission from Shield. Shield puts you on a mission to uh, be able to decode something, and so you would go from they'd have pictures and sort of a little riddle about the place that it was in to kind of help you find it and find where that picture might be within the park. And it wasn't a complete picture; they were like portions of pictures and you would go throughout the park and try and find these spots and then somewhere near that picture would be a letter and so you would get the letters and then at the end once you have all the letters you had to unscramble that to get the code word and then go back to the shield agents and tell them what the code (laughs) word was and then you got a special surprise for cracking the code essentially and uh, it was what the surprise was was a great, great, another trading card, another right, trading card. Right, it was the Iron Man trading yes. card. So, um, 
that was really super to and also there to, was a photo opportunity as well saying i did it right yeah, yeah. mission completed mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. uh really fun such a great event uh we got lucky enough we wait we waited for a while for captain america but mm-hmm. we kind of got there early enough that the line wasn't that bad right we're thrilled to get a picture with captain america we happened to stumble across i found out where black panther was and he was kind of a little bit off the beaten path so i'm like i just want to go see uh, where Black Panther is to see how it was set up. Right. And when we got there, I think that not enough people knew he was there no. because the line was pretty short. Super short. I was thrilled to get a, uh, a picture with Black Panther. It was one of my favorite uh, meet and greets of the night. Right. And uh, what was funny, timing-wise, when we were there were a lot of um, some of the executives and some representatives from Disney and Marvel were mm-hmm. there to take a look at that area. So it was kind of a, you know... A, really fun special not just to meet and greet with the the characters but also get to see some buzz around it from right. the company and see if they're how they were checking it out and, and i wonder if that this kind of looking at these things makes me think that they're looking at these things as kind of a prep for what's coming because we all know that in a couple of years uh they're having a marvel themed area coming to sure, Disney right. california adventure park so maybe they're kind of getting accused on this and taking a look and see how things are set up and what the view is like and right. how these character meet and greets might look as they get ready to set these things up in the near future. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if you were a churro lover, oh my gosh, this was the night for you to have churros. Yeah, there were churros. This is a funny <laughs> thing. There's always themed food at all these events uh, for purchase, uh, but this was interesting. As soon as we went down, because you get a, you get a uh, collectible map, a map that's special for the event, mm-hmm. and it includes the times of different things that are happening and where you might be able to find different characters, different photo ops, whatever. Also specialty food. And as you go through through the, there is a churro for every infinity stone throughout the park. So if you go to this cart, there's one for the soul stone. If you go to this cart, there's one for the mind stone, right. et cetera, you know, until you get through all of them. So there was one churro for every single different infinity stone. It was brilliant it was theming brilliant. and there was a line at every single one of them. Right. And I love that you had to go to different carts to collect right. them. So you couldn't just go to one cart and try them all. You had to really go all around and collect the stones. Now what you needed was a gauntlet to put the churros in. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you just gotta chew as you, it's there on your fist and you just chew as you go along you know, they have the gauntlet sippers but the, ch- the churro gauntlet right. would have been great although I did see somebody holding several in their hand at one point I, I don't know they <laughs> pretty much looked like a drink I guess so <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it was a, a lot of fun. Like you said, I think having the background music really support it as well, just kept the mood really going and just a lot of fun surprises mm-hmm. throughout it. Another thing we got, and the, the cheesecake was mediocre kind of. Right. There, was a, there was a raspberry cheesecake that was bought. And we, we, we actually purchased this one. Uh, the cheesecake itself was mediocre, but the garnish on top, they had uh, Mjolnir, you know, right. Thor's hammer. Uh, made out of chocolate. And the detail work on that little hammer, it couldn't have been more than two and a half inches long. Sure, right. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's the, the head of the hammer there. In there, they had, you know, uh, 
engraved in it, you know, though, you know, thou shall be worthy, and, right. you, know, and, you know, the whole thing in like this little tiny, like the whole <laughs> hammer head couldn't have been more than a, you know, a half an inch, but there it was, you could, you know, if you got a, you know, magnifying glass or whatever, you could read the inscription on it. Yes. It was incredible detail work for such a little piece of this cheesecake. It was incredible. I know. I agree with you. It's like, Oh, I don't know if I can eat this. It's just too, we haven't yet. We still have them. <laughs> We haven't forgot. It's just too much of a piece of art for us to eat yet. I'm sure there'll be some point where we'll be like, okay, we need to eat that. But so far, I, I haven't been able to get myself to do it because it's so beautiful. It is. It's really cool. Very cool. And for annual pass holders, they had a special Heroes Assemble pin that they get, or, you know, like... um badge kind of pin yeah so that that was cool as well and and as we said earlier on heroes assembled is what kind of started sparking our discussion of how to have our top five for this right podcast. that's where heroes came from we right. decided rather than we thought for a little bit we would just t- you know name our five favorite heroes and we may do that at some point right. but we thought well, let's do it in a little different way and let, let's go people love music we love music let's go for a musical uh, aspect of it so we did it just a little bit different but eventually we are going to get to that our five favorite Disney right. heroes in general so so in terms of these star- Disney after dark Disneyland after dark um, this was super duper they've been better this year yeah uh, not that they were bad last year we enjoyed all of them last year but this year uh, really been exciting. And then again, this was also, you know, the, the fact that it was a Disney California Adventure Park was really nice. nice it added, yes. a, you know, a difference to it. It felt a little different. Right. Uh, the, all the last, the several ones we've been to before that had all been at Disneyland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of special to do it someplace else. But um, uh, it, it, highly recommended. We've enjoyed every single one of them we've gone to. If you, if whenever they do the next ones, it probably won't be till usually as you get to this point, they're going through all the summer stuff. They don't need to have these Disneyland after dark events. Right. But when you get to winter time and early spring of next year, they may do some more of these. I uh, highly recommend them. Uh, they're so fun. Every one of them we've had a blast at. Yeah, they, they keep getting better and better. Even mm-hmm. this year in the series that we've gone through, each one seemed to, you know, get better and better and... Um, I think they've done well at expanding photo ops things and having those cues work better too. So they've really tried to make things better from the prior one based on people's feedback. Yeah, they're kind of learning from each episode yeah. they do it. They're kind of learning, okay, I can do this a little better. We can do this a little better. And they're getting better and better. The theming is getting better and better. And uh, we just get a kick out of each and every one of them. Right. So if you get a chance, definitely go check them out. That's it for our main topics of the week, but we always like to get to our Disney stories of the week. There's always so many Disney stories that we need to get to. We won't only get to a few of them this week, but I'm going to start with Star Wars. There's some interesting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news that came out this week. Not so much on the West Coast, but this interesting story about what's happening with Galaxy's Edge on the East Coast and how it benefits those of you who like to wake up really, really (laughs) early. This from the Disney Parks blog. Guests of the Disney Resort hotels and other select hotels will have more opportunities to take advantage of the extra magic hours benefit with, ready? Extra, extra magic hours for a limited time at our theme parks. So uh, here's how it works. This is going to include... Uh, this going to include several parks, but especially be helpful for you if you want to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, daily from September 1st through November 2nd, the park will have extra, extra magic hours. <laughs> 
from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Extra, extra early. Extra, extra sleepy hours. <laughs> uh, extra, extra coffee-induced hours. Uh, this will include Star Wars Galaxy's Edge plus Toy Story Land attractions and select other attractions. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and its experience, of course, is subject to capacity. So even though it's up early, you can expect that a lot of other people are going to try to experience it. So uh, be prepared for the mad rush even at 6 to 9 a.m. Right. And, you know, I know that they're trying different techniques to see how they can manage crowds and and still meet people's expectations. So that's cool. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. It's a little hard. Tough for us to get up that early. Yeah. <laughs> that's like 3 a.m. our time. So. I get up really early on our time that still would not be early enough to make it to this but there are a lot of people who do rope drop and Mm -hmm. adding an extra hour is a real plus for them and so good on you yeah definitely good on you uh but like i said that does isn't just for disney hollywood studios this will all be also be happening at disney's animal kingdom extra extra magic hours will happen daily from august 29th to november 2nd from 7 to 8 a.m featuring pandora the world of avatar and other attractions throughout the park uh, that's which is same as today's extra magic hour offerings. Uh, magic Kingdom Park extra extra magic hours will happen daily from August 29th to November 2nd as well from 7 to 8 a.m. Featuring favorite attractions in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, same as today's morning extra magic hour offerings. And extra magic hours will also continue to be available on select days at Epcot. So if you're heading out there during those dates, check them. Take a look at them yeah. and decide what works best for you and how you want to take advantage of this if you can get up and get moving that early. Right. That's pretty darn early, <laughs> especially to get the family up and moving. We all know trying to, it's one thing to get yourself moving, right. it's to be able to get two people moving, but if you got a family of four or five or whatever, getting everybody moving in out the door, yeah. it can be a little bit of an undertaking. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, it's good news if you, if you want to do that for sure. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Another story about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is that, yes, this week, reservations came available for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort opening Mm up on May 31st. Wow, we're just, we're so close now. Yeah. Three weeks away? Yeah, I think so. Three or four weeks away? We are really, really close now. Uh, It's sold out. In less than two hours, all the reservations sold out. All the reservations, they were free. Uh, all the reservations went in less than two hours. Uh, website had some issues um, with the, the load of people trying to get on there, but mostly from what I saw, people who were trying to get on there and it, were in there early enough right. uh, did, were successful. Finally, they may not have necessarily found the date that they wanted. They may have wanted to get opening weekend, but uh, maybe they got one later on. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting a second reservation for later in June. Actually, the last weekend that reservations are available in June. So well, not only will we be uh, going to the opening weekend and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a podcast right after that, uh, which will be also our one year anniversary podcast. So it's okay. going to be a really crazy podcast and so fun. Uh, we're going to talk all about Galaxy's Edge and what we experienced and how we like. We'll also be on social media everywhere. You can follow us. We, we put all the stuff out there where you can follow us on social media. We'll be posting pictures, videos, anything we can find uh, to kind of have you experience Galaxy's Edge along with us. Uh, but we're also going to get to uh, check it out one more time while they're still having reservations out there. Yeah, so that'll be uh, fun. We kind of open and close that portion of it. Right. And then after that, it's still free. It's just a 
matter of how they're going to manage the crowd more with boarding passes. Right. From what it sounds like is it's going to be something where you get in there. And I think it's going to be pretty similar to what you, if for those of you who uh, know Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort, what, what Max Pass is, which essentially is something you, if you have a, a, a regular ticket, you can add on for $10 per day per guest. Or if you have an annual pass, you can even have it added on to that. Or if you there's certain annual passes that have it already included, you cannot use that to secure anything until you have you actually have your ticket scanned. Mm-hmm. Once you get through the gate, once you get through the gate, you can schedule fast passes with it. And it looks like you'll be able to kind of tell Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that you're there and you'd like to go in and then they'll kind of buzz you like as if you have a restaurant reservation or you yeah, have to get a buzzer or whatever. Uh, so when it's your turn to get in, if you do get a turn to get in, uh, they'll buzz you and say, okay, you can enter in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at that point. That is what it sounded like they're doing. At least oh, that's what the rumors are. I think they may have even said that earlier on to this point, but uh, it's kind of an interesting way. So you can still, you don't need to sit there and wait in line and hope to queue up and hope to get in there. You can still enjoy your day around the park and if you get the chance to get into Galaxy's Edge, they'll say, hey, here you are. Here right. You go. So, well, it, you won't need Fast, I mean, Max Pass, though, right? You could do it just no, on the No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm a kind of, yes, you're right. That, I, that may have been a little confusing. I'm glad you pointed that okay. out. I'm not saying you need Max Pass to do that. I'm saying that it's kind of, we're going to work that way. Like, you can't put your name in before you scan your ticket. But right. once you scan your ticket, you can go on the app, is what it sounds like. Go on the app and secure your spot as far as like, hey, gotcha. I'm here. We want to go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Buzz me when we can go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and and as what's been out there already too, the, the app's going to have a lot of things on it. Mm-hmm. You know, to to enhance your your experience. So whether it's you know um, some of the functionality or some of the additional storyline, the Disneyland app is really going to play a big role when it comes to your experience with Galaxy's right. Edge. And if you don't want to be waiting in line for the attraction or if you're waiting in line and some of the family members want to do some other things while you're waiting in line, mm-hmm. there are many things to do throughout Galaxy. It sounds like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to be magnificent whether you know you want to go ride these attractions or whether you just want to experience the land itself, just be within the Star Wars universe because right. there's going to be so much to do from whatever, whatever they've explained and not ever ride, you know, not ever do smugglers run not ever do when once it opens up rise of the resistance there is going to be so much more to do in and out of the around that area that you can have a great time within star wars galaxy's edge without ever being on an attraction yes and and just the things they're saying about it are so exciting i Mm -hmm. mean the fact that you know you get to choose which side you're going to Mm -hmm. lean or in the middle yeah yeah you know but i mean you're right it's it, it's not just going to be all about the ride or all about the cantina. There are going to be experiences and interactions within that land that you don't need to be in a queue for a particular ride. Right. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, we're going to be there opening weekend. We're actually going to be there on June 1st now is when we're going to be in there for the first time. I believe we're in there from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Right. is our time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be in there. Uh, we probably won't be podcasting that night because we'll probably be like, oh, I can't believe we did this. Oh my goodness. Uh, But the next day for sure, we're going to record our anniversary episode and right at the front of that is going to be our discussion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, what we experienced and what you can hope to experience when you get to go visit as well. And of course, we will be putting everything out on social media when we're out there so you can check that out as well. Right. And we'll try to make it kind of like spoiler free. I mean, there's yeah. some, there's going to be some surprises. I'm yeah, sure that we, we won't, won't give share. away everything uh, unless you want to contact us and say, right. I want to know, then we will let you know, but not, to, we're not going to do that for everybody. Or maybe we do spoiler 
free and spoiler full segments and we'll see what we have we'll decide, figure out how we decide to do that show that show may be a long show maybe it's our anniversary <laughs> episode but it's going to be a really fun fun show so that's great i understand you have a star wars story as well i do have a star wars story and it's a story about stories wow nice <laughs> michelle stories about stories are always the best stories <laughs> you're funny um so star wars book series is coming out uh, and it, it's called it's a it's a series called Journey to Star Wars: The Rise of Star- Skywalker. And oh, so this is for the movie, right? For the, the movie, upcoming movie, yeah. Right. So you know, we kind of saw already introduced uh, a lot of books written to support the backstory of Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in that realm that they're doing these books, and it's going to be for all ages. In fact, they report that this is going to be their biggest and boldest film tie-in program yet, and just. Just when you look at the number of books and comic books that are coming out, it's phenomenal. And, and I, that's probably definitely a true statement that they gave, <laughs> you know. So and, I, and I'm not going to name all of them. Uh, you can go to the Star Wars, Star Wars. Com. Dot com website mm-hmm. and find out what they do have. But just to run down a couple of them, like uh, starting with for adults or young adults, they're going to have. And, and again, they all start with Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Resistance Reborn. Mm. And this is going to be a novel about the struggle to rebuild the resistance after their defeat of, in the hands of the First Order. So that's spoiler good. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you don't know, that's what's going to happen. I know. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. And another one is Journey to Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, Force Collector. Oh. And actually, this one is set before uh, The Force Awakens. Oh, really? You know, and it's more geared toward teens. So it has actually a a teenager set out to discover what connections his mysterious force powers have with the fabled Jedi. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, Here's one that I'm looking forward to (laughs) to owning. Yes. Is Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the Star Wars Ultimate Pop-Up Galaxy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that is so going on the Christmas list. Right? Exactly. So it's a, a dynamic. 360 format that enables the action to be viewed from all sides. <laughs> I actually love that. I, I know, like right? That. that sounds pretty cool. The book opens up to form a displayable 3D diorama of the entire saga. It, they say it's going to be packed with amazing Star Wars moments and hidden surprises to discover Star Wars, the ultimate pop-up galaxy. And it represents a whole new level of sophistication and interactivity in pop-up books. Wow. Right. That sounds really cool. I yeah. like that a lot. I may want that. So love pop-up books. Uh, I know. Love a pop-up book? It's exactly. so fun. Exactly. Uh, uh, an example of things that they have for the middle school age uh, person is Star Journey to Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Spark of the Resistance. Ah. And here we see uh, our heroes, Ray, Poe, and Rose. They actually are responding to a distress call. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, together they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying flying creatures and a weapon that could change the course of the war. Ooh, I know. Nice. I wonder if that comes... Uh, I guess these are all coming into play. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be an actual... Like, look, this is what they're doing, and this is going to be into the movie, or yeah. something that's just like oh, this is kind of a side story. But this is all canon stuff, right? Right, exactly. They're going to have uh, s- several comic series. Uh, one of them is a series of four called uh, Journey to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, Allegiance. 
Mm. And so they're going to have four each week coming out in October. And here it says it's on the run since the destruction of Star Killer Base. General Leia and the remaining handful of resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the First Order. Running low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her former alliances, the Mon Calamari, whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance. Yes, Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the Mon Calamari. Very mm. good. Yes, they had... They had uh, part of the reason why the war turned in the original trilogy was because the Mon Calamari took a big role in uh, providing ships for the uh, the Rebels. Nice. The rebellion. So, uh, yeah, Mon Calamari, big part. And not to leave out the kitties, they have a couple different types of uh, books. One are some readers. Uh, most of them are level two readers with stickers. No mind nice, you. Nice. I stickers. know. Pop up books and stickers. I'm all about it. <laughs> so they have uh, resistance heroes, first order villains, <laughs> and one choose your destiny, a Finn and Poe adventure. Oh, is that what like the uh, pick your own story like you know how they used to have these books where you would go through and you would pick a page and it would give you a decision if you want to do this go to page such and such if you want to do this go to page such and such and it would like your, your story your path would be different depending on what page you went to I wonder if that's like what that's like it might be that's kind of cool those books were kind of cool I that loved those when cool. I was a kid I, yeah I reading those books and um, last but not least even for their little wee kitties is they have a golden book a little golden book a little golden book oh I love little golden I mean, <laughs> apparently I love pop up books <laughs> stickers and little golden books i'm like three i guess so but uh this one is called journey to star wars the rise of skywalker we are the resistance nice right and it has all the heroes of the resistance and their fight against the first order and uh what's really cool description on this one it's going to have a retro stylized uh illustrations from the force awakens last jedi and the rise of skywalker so to me, I, I loved hearing that, that because I do really see the Disney company has reinvigorated their use of various types of animation. And I think that's really what sets them apart. We've talked about this in other podcasts and just talking to each other, you know, that some companies, their their format becomes so routine mm-hmm. that it doesn't have a variation and, and it becomes somewhat predictable. So it's, it's great that they're doing that uh, change and very... And, diversity in how they are um, portraying things in animation. Well, what I also love about it, and you're, you're kind of leaning towards this, is that Star Wars recently, uh, and Lucasfilm and Disney and Star Wars, have uh, looked ways to approach different aged and bring them into the Star Wars universe. Right. And uh, maybe you know the, the films so much don't attract you to Star Wars, but the little golden book as a very young child sure. might bring you in. Uh, some of these, the Galaxy of Adventure shorts that we've seen on uh, YouTube and, and Disney Kids yes. uh, might bring you in. Star Wars Resistance might bring you in. And now we have, you know, there's a couple books that are more aimed towards teens and tweens. Right. Maybe that will bring you in. They're yeah. finding different age groups and different ways to bring people into the Star Wars fandom. And I love that. And I, yeah. I appreciate that. And that's what I want to see. I, you know, more Star Wars fans are good, especially positive Star Wars fans, right. which we love all yes. our positive <laughs> Star Wars fans, but approaching it in different ways. We've, we talked about when we've done these Star Wars remembered films, we talked about it with the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. that 
for us that when we saw it, we were adults. We were grown up. We were, we were used to the original trilogy. We may have been a little more cynical about it. And so maybe it's not our favorite Star Wars film. There are kids, including uh, my son, our son, yeah. Nick, who was, I think he was three when that film came out or whatever. To this day, that is his favorite Star right. Wars film. We asked him about it uh, just a couple weeks ago. And he, we asked him, what's your favorite Star Wars film? He still said, you know, I, he kind of says sheepishly because right. he knows it's been <laughs> know. you know a little derived. But he said that that's his favorite Star Wars film. And that's because that was what he saw as a right. kid. And we mentioned that in that show. Like, if you saw this as a kid, you have a completely different view of this film right. than you do as a cynical adult. <laughs> you know, and uh, I've grown to uh, enjoy that film more than I did maybe for a while. There is more of I we've watched it, but right. um, you, you kind of have to look at those films as a, a child, right? In yeah. many ways, and, exactly. but I'm, and that's you know again. Disney, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, trying to bring in all sorts of different ages within the Star Wars fandom. And I love that. Yeah. I love that it's going to be books. It's going to be comic books. Um, you know, so they have that variety. They're really, you know, embrace having kids embrace books, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing, too. You know, um, these are all set to come in the fall. Most of them are like October, November. So right leading into the movie. Right. It'll yeah. be timed well leading in the movie or and as like you alluded to before having them on holiday lists as well. So. Yes. So you can maybe enjoy them after the film. As that's well, right. Like. But uh, that's great. I love it. And uh, more Star Wars. Always a good thing. That's we love true. Star Wars that's here on the true. Hyperion Adventures podcast. You know we do. You know we do. Um, by the way, I wanted to mention one other thing uh, for those of you who we were t- talking about Galaxy's Edge a little bit. And we also were talking about uh, Rob LaBerry, who gave us a little, uh, his little her- her heroes list or whatever. He does the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. And just this week, he had a person on who visited, uh, got to visit the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge out at the Walt Disney World Resort and kind of gave a sneak peek of what it's going on behind the scenes. So if you haven't checked out the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, uh, they have a new episode that talks a little bit about that so you might be able to get a peek in behind the scenes. Go check them out. It's a great show. Sometimes we even appear on that show too. Hey. Uh, but it's really a nice show that approaches Star Wars in a very friendly way. Yes, there's a lot of knowledge there as the Jedi Temple Archives might tell you. But he kind of approaches it in a friendly way that will, you know, if you don't know so much, he kind of maybe teach you a little bit more about Star Wars, but not talking down to you as a Star Wars fan who exactly. doesn't know so much about it. So. Right. Yeah. That's what I love about the, about Rob's for, format mm-hmm. is that you come out learning more and feeling much more knowledgeable, not just to be more knowledgeable, but to appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole Star Wars, uh, you know, universe. And like you said, it's, it's a non-intimidating way. It's, right. it's, it's great. And he's a good friend and he's a huge Disney fan and he's an OG Hyperion adventurer. That's true. So, uh, really go check it out. Jedi Temple Archives podcast. You can find him on Twitter at JTA podcast. So, um, check him out. Great fan. Uh, so I'm sorry. I, again, I went off the rails there a little yeah, bit, but me, I wanted to get back in. I here. wanted to give Rob a little publicity there. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, that's all our Disney stories of the week, but we never leave our show without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be to go to the parks, whether it might be to go on Disney cruise, run Disney, you know, Disney, go see the movies, uh, very different. There's so many different aspects of Disney out there right now. We'd like to try and give you a help that might just kind of get you through, maybe give you a little bit of a boost anytime you're going on this vacation. And we always start with Michelle one, cause it's always ladies first two, because 
because she's wonderful, beautiful, lovely. But three, she always just has the very best tips. So let's not hesitate any longer. Let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. Well, you're so kind, sweetie. So my my tip uh, is something that is a tip for both Walt Disney World Resort as well as Disneyland Resort. And it may not be the most favorable topic because I'm going to be talking about laundry. What? I know, right? Laundry. <laughs> But sometimes on vacation, you know, I think about laundry. I know. Well, sometimes you do need to be. You it know, is helpful. It yeah, is helpful because sometimes helpful. you might need to do laundry. I mean, it might be a situation where, um, you know, you, your, your kids might have gone through clothes quicker than you thought or even yourself or, you know, you just want to pack lighter. And so you figured, OK, midway through my trip, I'm going to do laundry. But I wanted to mention about their self-service laundry facilities. Now, most of their uh, resort hotels have a self-service laundry right. in them. Um, and, and, and if you are familiar with some of the villas, for like from the Disney Vacation Club villas, a one bedroom on up have them inside the rooms. But the way, I'm, it is so, such an awesome thing right. to have. <laughs> it's such a great touch when you have a washer and dryer right in your room. That's so good. right. But if you don't have it in your room, they do have these laundry facilities. Uh, they do accept credit card and debit card. So you no longer do you have to try to find quarters or anything like that. And, you know, and you can be, use it to pay for, you know, the, the washer, the dryer and the laundry soap. But what's really great about them is that you have the ability to get a text message when your laundry cycle is completed. So, you, you know, you don't have to be tied to it or, or make a million trips back and forth. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? And the other nice thing is even before you go down to the laundry area is you can use their laundry view monitoring system, which is linked into their uh, website. And you can see how many in which actual machines are available to you at that time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. And it's really cool. You pull it up. It's just, you know, it's got little like, if you ever done uh, any house remodeling and you've looked at you know, type of graphics to do that. It, it looks like that. And it tells you which ones are available. If one is broken, it'll tell you that too. Mm. And that way you're not, again, let's say you're going down with a couple uh, loads and, and only one machine is open. You know, you kind of avoid going there unnecessarily. So even though it's, it, again, it may not be the most friendly of topics. If you do have to do laundry at Disney, they, they have things to really make it easier for you. Yeah. It's really important, especially if you're on some of these vacations where, I mean, we, let's face it, the Walt Disney World Resort, um, <laughs> 10 months out of the year, it's pretty warm and pretty humid out right. there, you know, maybe 11. Uh, <laughs> but so you may be going through clothes rather quickly. You may need to change a couple times during the day and yep. shower a couple times right. during the day uh, because of the fact that all the humidity and all the uh, heat. So having that ability to wash some clothes and then of course where we're traveling and there's if you're if you're going out there and you're spending more than a week or even just a week, you may want want to pack as much. You may be going through clothes more quickly, especially kids. You said it already. Mm -hmm. uh, kids can go through clothes pretty quickly. To have that ability to just stop down for a little bit and just you know let's just wash uh, some clothes and then we don't have to worry about packing quite as much and bring it with us. That's beneficial. And also like shirts you pick up while you're out there. Maybe you want to wear it while you're out there. Some of you 
I'm looking at one person, maybe a little germaphobe <laughs> and don't want to wear that shirt until it's been washed at least once. Uh, you know, that's your way to do that. I mean, I know many people don't, don't care. They buy the shirt, they'll put it right on. Right. You know? But I know there's some of you out there that are like, I got to wash this thing before I'm ever going to wear it. And there's another way to do that as yeah. well. So, so that is an important tip. My tip, not nearly as important. That is a very important <laughs> tip and one that could be beneficial to many, many people. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's just really neat, the features that you can view it before you go right. out there and you can get a, a text message when it's done. That's, yeah, that is, that is, makes you that's incredibly handy because right. you know, the way you can kind of, you know, enjoy some of the rest of your day, you don't need to be sitting there watching the washer go and exactly. like, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? No, right. that's great. Um, I really appreciate that. And I'm sure it's good for them too. That way they don't have people who, you know, dump clothes in there and then walk away and they don't come back for three hours. Right. The washer, yeah. You know, and they're, it, you know, and there's also disputes of people like, well, then what? And we're just sitting there, and so I moved your clothes out of there, <laughs> and then there's a whole big blow up, and we just, okay. you know, try and avoid that when you're out there on vacation. So again, Michelle's tips always the best tips, <laughs> even though it's something that maybe we don't always want to do or talk about laundry. It is an important tip, and it was a very good tip. Now wow, on to you. my lesser tip of the week, <laughs> and my tip, surprise, surprise, is a little bit of a stolen tip, although it's something I could have told you before this came out, but this week. Uh, D23 uh, tweeted out, put it on social media, and they put it on their own site. Uh, some tips going into the D23 Expo. Mm -hmm. We are going to, by the way, as we get closer to the D23 Expo, we will be having our own episodes that are going to give you tips if you're planning on going to the D23 Expo this year, how to approach it, how to get the most out of it. We are going to have at least one episode, maybe a couple episodes that will kind of get you ready for that. But they released this video this week. Why it's a good idea if you're going to the D23 Expo to be a gold or a gold family member of D23. And they gave you some reasons for it. And I'm just going to go through them here. Again, sort of stealing this tip, but I would have given you most of these reasons myself anyway. So here we go. So what, here's what they said. And this is what we experienced when we were out there at the uh, D23 Expo in 2017. Uh, if you have a gold or a gold family member, the biggest bonus you get out of this is that you get priority uh, placement within the queues for the various panels. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that there's the people that paid a lot of money, they get to go in first and have the, the best spots. Following right after that, and it, it will show in the queue, you'll get to line up in a special place. If you have a gold or a gold family member, you get to line up and you'll be the next people that get to go in to any of these panels. And some of these panels are really big panels and you want to get in them. Right. So having that placement in there gives you the better opportunity to make sure you get to go into these. So that is the biggest part of why you might want to do this. Uh, secondly, they also have a few discounts on certain items when you're there, when you're shopping around there, your D23 card will give you some discounts as you're shopping nice. and the shopping is a big part of when you go to the D23 Expo. There's a lot of stuff, great stuff to buy and there's discounts at some of these locations. Another thing is you get a daily gift every time you go there. You go to a booth and they have something to give you. It looks like it's going to be some artwork this year, some sort of like small poster or some sort of card or whatever Ooh. that's put together that's going to be wrapped around sort of what hap is happening at the D23 Expo. You want to do that it's it's a collectible item it's great this is i think new i don't recall this from last year but maybe because i was we were waiting in queues all the time and that's <laughs> where basically where i was sitting down uh but they're they're going to have a dedicated lounge just for the d23 gold and d23 gold family members wow. where you can go in you know in, in the middle of the day rest they're going to have phone charging stations in there which you will use up your phone battery because right. you'll be a lot of people 
things to take pictures of, a lot of things you're going to want to experience. So they're going to have that available for you as well. So you can go without, you can buy the tickets. By the way, the, the last I saw, I know that the three-day grouped package of tickets was sold out. However, you can still buy individual day tickets for all Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They are still available last I checked. So if you're still thinking about going, you can't buy the discounted package for all three days, but you can buy all three days singly. Nice. So uh, take advantage of that if you're thinking about going. If you are thinking about going, I highly recommend it. If you're a Disney fan, I highly recommend it. It is the ultimate Disney fan. They say it, but it's true. It is the ultimate Disney fan event for sure. And that's such a nice thing to have the lounge. Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been great last year. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know if I would have ever gotten in there because I was usually sitting on concrete waiting in line <laughs> to get into some of these panels, which was... Could have traded off. Kind of, we did trade off occasionally, but yeah. uh, it was kind of t- difficult sometimes at the time. But right. one, th- but it was great when it was all said and done because we got into some of the best panels. Uh, the people around you are all Disney fans just like you. So right. you meet some wonderful people. You have great conversations with the people you're waiting in the queue with it's a lot of fun. Sometimes it can feel a little tough at the moment, but you come out away with great memories after it's all. And again, uh, you get that priority access if you're a gold or a gold family member. So just letting you know that you don't need it, but it is helpful. Yeah. And um, even if you're there alone, the people in line are wonderful. Like if you're, if you're waiting in a queue and you need to step away to use the restroom or grab, you know, a drink or something like that, um, They'll hold your space for you. Yeah. So. Uh, like I said, they're all Disney fans, just right. like you. Uh, it's a great Disney community and everybody there. It's, it's just a wonderful event. Everybody feels it's fun. It's Disney. It's energy. It's just really, really yes. good time. And I hopefully we will be out there. Uh, we will be at all the big panels. And we'll again, we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up. But uh, we hope to see you guys out there. Yeah. Great tip, honey. That was awesome. Thanks. Again, stolen. Yeah. Completely yeah. stolen tip. Um, yeah. Uh, before I leave this episode, I wanted to give a couple more shout outs. We already gave a shout out to at Dillo's Diz, uh, for having us on their show, Theme Park Thursday. They had a great, uh, show. Check them out. Um, another group, we mentioned it just briefly in passing, but, uh, part of our world podcast, uh, said some great things about our last show. We are working with them to be on their show and we're going to hopefully bring them on our show. They're a great couple, uh, Keenan and Rachel love them, hope to have them on and we're going to to get together with them very soon yeah looking forward to the topic they picked too. yes that's, that's gonna awesome. be a lot of fun we'll get to that uh, later on down the road uh Monday morning monorail podcast um, had uh, they played our promo this last week. Thank it was really you, nice folks. of them. Yeah, they're another great show. They're celebrating their one year anniversary yeah. this week, so uh, they're a fun show. Check them out. I already talked about Jedi Temple Archives podcast. Check them out. Uh, Disney DNA podcast. They're great too. We love Trent and Jenny. Yeah, uh, Disflix and Tidbits. By the way, some of these people are going to be taking part in this. We're doing that the virtual virtual <laughs> uh, run Disney 5K. Some of these people are going to be taking part in that and coming up here very soon we're going to have details probably next week we're going to have details of when we're going to be doing those runs so just want to let you know just wanted to send shout outs to them because they've all been so nice to us yeah absolutely and like you said listen to their podcast they're great you know it's a great disney family and as you mentioned earlier on in this episode we're all talking disney and different elements of disney but we do it in 
a different way. And so there's, there is a ton of variety and uh, it's great to be able to be a part of that and to, to listen to them as well. Yep. We're big fans of them. Yeah. The, they're, we, we consider them our Disney family. Yeah. Uh, we love them all. And uh, we hope that you check them out as well and subscribe and review and all the good stuff you should do with a podcast. But right. uh, that's up to you. We just happy you listen to us more than anything else. So, Thank you all, our Parent Adventures. We love you yeah. guys. We love you guys. So thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, it's Mother's Day. When we're, we, we probably yeah. time we hear it if we pass Mother's Day, but we're recording it on Mother's Day. So we're going to do a very special Mother's Day show. Yeah, we look forward to sharing that with you. Yes, yeah, so that'll be a lot of exciting. Also, we are heading up to Universal. I know Disney, we're going to Universal. <laughs> and it's not an April Fool. Sacrilegious. <laughs> it's a I real know. thing. But uh, we're here in California and the Run Disney events have been around us recently so we've been kind of missing them here in california well next week they're doing a universal minion run minion 5k right we're taking part in that so we're going to tell you about universal's journey into some of the run events and how what that's like it's their first it's their first so we're going to be able to tell you how they do and how it compares with run disney and everything else so yeah so we'll be checking out the parks and stuff it's going to be you know Pretty cool that to check out Universal, even though I know Disney, a little bit of sacrilegious to be going to Universal. <laughs> It'll be fun doing a run, their first run. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing it with all of you. Yes. So, And the one way you can find us on social media as we're sharing things with you, with you uh, well, actually, there's many ways. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us, of course, always at Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com and we really love hearing from you we love the interactions we love the feedback and the great ideas that people share so many great ideas and we just we just love talking with all of you out there all of our hyperion adventurers yeah it's a fun group yeah very very fun group so uh thanks for finding us today in the future you can find us on our own website hyperion adventures podcast.com and matter of fact that is the best way to find us but there are other ways as well you can also find us on itunes google podcast soundcloud soundcloud spotify and stitcher <laughs> i think when you slow down that's when you get tongue twisted right i know i just need to talk fast really really fast if i just talk really fast i can say itunes and i guess i get tongue tied it doesn't matter which Man. way i do it i just uh, you know it's just gonna happen i'm gonna get tongue tied there's just no way around it so uh we really appreciate it if you would give us a review a rating even if you just tell a friend about us believe me it helps us it helps all of our other podcasts that we love all our friends all podcasts that you enjoy so much So please do that as well. That's right. We really do appreciate when you share the information about our podcast out there. We love the followers and it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. You guys are all great. We love all of our Hyperion adventurers. So please, please, please contact us, review, rating, tell a friend, any way of those wonderful, wonderful stuff. Wash, rinse, repeat. (laughs) What are you saying about me? (laughs) Laundry and then wash, rinse, repeat. I know, right? Anyway, thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. <laughs>